0: We would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land in which we record this podcast today, the Arakwal people of the Bunjalong Nation, and pay our respects to Elders past and present. Hello, Hello yummy, yummy Mummies. Welcome to Beyond
1: the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jane Caldwell and Sophie Pearce. This
0: podcast is targeted at mums, mums mums-to-be and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported and more understood after every listen. Now
1: we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here Here we we go.
0: go. Yes, he's back hello and happy 2023 to our beyond the bump community Woo! so nice to be back and we have so much in
1: store for you this year and we cannot wait to dive right into your ear holes
0: and overshare absolutely everything with you Yeah, we're going to kick off this year with an episode we've been working on for the last (laughs) 10 or so weeks. Uh, Weekly-ish. We slipped up a little bit along the way, Um, but this is my third trimester diaries. It's a long one, so we're keeping the intro short today. That we are. And while Soph and her
1: fam are busy being loved up with their newborn, we have some absolute ripper episodes
0: pre-recorded for Feb. Yeah, don't worry. You know you can't keep me quiet for very long. I'm not very mysterious. I'm not very secretive. So I will be back recording real time episodes in absolutely no time at all. We've got birth stories. We'll have newborn diaries. We want to hear about your trip to Bali, Jade. We want to hear about your Christmas. We want all of it.
1: Yes, you will get it all. And will Dr. Timmy be coming back or has he become a content creator? That we won't know until we have him back on. I think his
0: dream is to be a full-time TikToker, but yeah, we've got loads of new special guests too, from personal stories and professional ones as well.
1: Yep. And if we can get our shit together, we may just be able to do a BTB ladies lunch.
0: Just got to get this baby out first. (laughs) Oh, that little thing. That's big at all. <laughs> so we are so glad to be back. We hope you're happy to have us back. Now pour your teas,
1: wine, all waters and enjoy So's Third Trimester Diary. And we are back with, I can't believe we're saying it, the third Trimester diary. So you were thirty weeks
0: pregnant. How are we feeling? Yeah, so we are a little bit late. I think technically the third trimester starts at twenty-eight weeks, but hey, you've heard you've heard enough about this pregnancy. <laughs> I don't think anyone's upset if they've missed out on two weeks. No, thirty weeks, and I feel I'm scared to say this out loud. Say babe. You but I feel it. like I deserve it. I feel like I've turned a bit of a corner. And you know what, 30 weeks was actually when I turned a bit of a corner when I was pregnant with Poppy, my first, it's when I finally stopped vomiting. Um but I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling heavy. The pelvic floor feels like it's swinging low. Um, But in terms of, I started on a medication for my reflux about a week ago, and that was an absolute game changer. It's called Nexium. Um, I noticed I was no longer really vomiting from morning sickness type symptoms. Every now and again, I still was, but it was more in the evenings. I, at around four 30-ish, I would just get this shocking reflux. I then all of a sudden was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to be able to eat for dinner. I would try and eat and then often it would just come back up, which was almost worse than my like morning sickness vomiting that mm. I was still having Having because at least that was like first thing in the morning, wake up, not a lot's coming out. This is like a full meal. It was fucked. Anyway, so that was really upsetting because I was like, come on, like it's another thing, but I started on Nexium and it has made the world of difference. Those like Gaviscon liquids and stuff weren't cutting the mustard for me. But yeah, other than that, I just, I feel large and in charge, but that's okay. I, Nick and I went on a baby moon actually last week for two nights and it was so nice. Like we didn't do that much. We just like... Ate with no one sitting on our lap and with our hands free and like talked and then at other times didn't talk. We played cards. I napped while he surfed. It was just really nice to just put the brake on for a second. But we went to Angari Beach and I had to walk up these steps to get to the beach and to leave the beach and honestly, it's not that many steps. Like I want to say it's 20 or 30 steps. I had to stop halfway up the stairs, sit down on the side of the path. I was like to Nick, I was like, oh, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. I think you're going to have to carry me up. And he's like, I'm carrying like the bag, the surfboard. And he was like too scared to run up to the car and leave yeah. me and then come back. And then, so anyway, I managed to like take some deep breaths and I got up there and <laughs> it was fine, but I was like, I feel so unfit. My body doesn't feel my own but I am starting to embrace the heaviness I feel like as soon as I've hit 30 weeks I'm like if the finish line is somewhat mm. visible mm. like I won't actually be pregnant forever which I think sometimes like halfway oh, yeah. through can be your fear that you're like oh only halfway. (laughs) Is this going to go on for 105 years? Um, So I do feel like the finish line is there. I feel like people's response to me has changed, which has been really interesting because I said in the second trimester kind of recap episode that people's comments on my size had really been getting to me. And it is so funny the difference between people when you tell them you're 29 weeks versus 30 weeks. All of a sudden at 30 weeks, it's expected that you know you're very much showing and have a big bump but at 29 weeks that's not allowed yeah at 29 weeks it's like oh my god whoa and you're already that big already and you've got that long to go whereas now that I say I'm 30 weeks they're like oh yeah like it's like you're given permission to be like heavily pregnant (laughs) now which is just so ridiculous but you know the negative comments do as I said do end up getting to you But, yeah, it is nice to, like, I don't feel like myself again, but I feel very much more at peace with the fact that I'm pregnant. (laughs) It's only taken 30 weeks. You're nearly at the end of
1: it and you'll be, okay, I'm I'm happy with being pregnant now. Yeah. The other question I had was where are we at with the – room situation do we have things like no, we do we have, have a pram do we
0: have a car seat no we we know what pram we're getting mm-hmm. we haven't purchased it i'm borrowing a friend's capsule yep. so that's fine Smart. and that will fit into the pram that i'm getting I have started going through our bags of clothes from yeah. what we kept from having the girls because I feel like now that I can see the finish line, I'm much more ruthless in terms of like, will I actually use that? Will I not use that? Like, do I really need to go into this berth with that many swaddles? How do you though,
1: because it is your, like it's Goldie and Poppy's secondhand goods. So how do you go, oh, because even with Yumi, I have three boxes for, all kids I'm like oh I'll just I'll keep that just in case how do you literally go a nut that is just going to somebody else
0: well I'm not very good at it Nick's really good at Nick's brutal which is like he's quite a sensitive guy so you'd think he's quite sentimental about things but he's like no I've got the memories that's fine that's enough like I don't need to keep the item (laughs) like I have to keep an like if he's doing a cull you got to keep an eye on him yeah. because he'll colour the whole house. He'll get rid of you if you stand still a too A children, long. a child, a children. <laughs> but yeah, I just kind of think I'm like, oh, like, do you actually need that? Are you actually going to use that again? Yeah. Like, do you need that? When many was the of last time thing? you used it? So, but I, like from looking at what I have so far, I'm not finished yet. I feel like I've got most things, and, and it'll he- be mainly purchasing stuff for myself for the hospital bag yeah. and that kind of thing. And are you got to set up a nursery? I don't think so. Not at this stage. Because who knows what our family sleep situation will be by the time she goes into her own room. I think I'll probably go into it with the plan that Nick will probably sleep with the older two in our Mm -hmm. room and I will sleep with this one probably in the spare room with a bassinet and Mm. because I'm kind of setting up that wardrobe with all of her stuff. But watch this space. (laughs) It could change at any time, at any minute. But yeah. Great. Well, I'll see you next week. See you next week. Sorry for ghosting you on week 31. (laughs) I am now week 32. But last week I had the worst ulcer on my tongue that we had to completely reschedule recording. (laughs) She's got indigestion (laughs) as well. I just ate that roll too fast. I had, We had to completely reschedule recording because I could barely speak and I couldn't eat. It was a miserable time for three days. Just when I didn't have morning sickness or hyperemesis anymore, I'd got my reflux under control. So I was like ready to eat whatever I wanted to eat. And then I had literally smoothies for three days because I could not eat anything solid. Anyway, I was in a world of misery. <laughs> Nothing worked. But anyway, I am now 32 weeks. I am feeling good this week. I had a really rejuvenating weekend away with my eldest daughter. I actually got a call from my obstetrician last week after getting the glucose test. So I got it a little bit late. I think you're meant to get it like 26 to 28 weeks he no he didn't yell at me I had just said to him I was like last time I went to my appointment he asked if I'd been yet and I said look I haven't even been able to fathom fasting and then drinking that drink while I still was feeling unwell like so I was like I just want to get my reflux under control because otherwise I'm going to drink that drink and vomit like I can't there's no point in me even going and doing it So anyway, I was a little bit late. I was like 30, 31 weeks when I got it done. And actually, it was not too bad this time. I will say this. So if anyone who hasn't had it before, basically you go in, you get a blood test fasting and then you drink this super duper concentrated sugary drink, and then you get a blood test after one hour and then a blood test after two hours. The first hour was gross. I just felt really like foggy and yuck because the only thing you've eaten so far that day is like a sugar syrup. And I'm not really much of a sweet tooth anyway. So it's just like Oh, make sure you go somewhere that they at least chill it. Some places you go to, they don't even keep it in a fridge. And I just think that's cruel. But then the second hour I was good and I dreamed about going and getting my cheese and bacon like pizza oh, roll from yeah. the bakery next door. So I just thought about that for an hour and we were all good. But I got the results back. My glucose is fine. But even though I got an infusion at the start of this pregnancy around 13 or 14 weeks, my iron is really low again. So I'm going in this week to give me another infusion. Well, I'm glad that they're onto it. I might be doing cartwheels like in a couple weeks' time. Yes, I can't wait to film you doing cartwheels. (laughs) Oh my God, I would literally like piss myself while upside down. Like (laughs) it'll be be a time. And then the other thing is every time I've seen my obstetrician and he's done like a bedside ultrasound, he's not concerned yet because it's still pretty early, but the baby has either been transverse or breech. Um, And he said, look, there's still plenty of time for it to move because the last time I saw him, I was like 30 or 31 weeks pregnant. But I still feel like she's breech. Um, So anyway, I'm seeing him tomorrow. I'll be interested to see see if she's turned. I really hope she turns, not because I have anything against caesareans at all, but it's like when you've used one exit route twice, like you may as well just stick to the same one is how I feel. So it would be a shame to, you know, have two uncomplicated vaginal births and then go on and have a cesarean. So anyway, so we're hoping she spins on her own, that she's just being a little mischievous. So when's the limit? Because
1: can't they get to like 37 or 38 weeks and turn, or are they too big by then? Well, they can. It's just the longer you go, I guess, the less likely right. it
0: is that they're going to turn. Would you ever think about giving birth to a breech baby? I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't. No. I know people do and people have. Yeah. and But no, it's not something that I would do. No. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, watch this space. I will, yeah, be cartwheeling. Maybe my cartwheels after I get my iron. Yeah. We'll get around the the right way. I can help you. And we'll be all good. So anyway, we'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Week 33. Mm -hmm. We're like flying Mm -hmm. by now. It's going fast. I can't believe it. Because if anyone wants like a backtrack when you listen to this, we're two weeks off Christmas. So it's crazy time. (laughs) I feel like I haven't had as much time to think about the fact I'm pregnant because there's so much else happening. This time of year just goes really fast. So we're, we're, we're rocketing. Yeah. So
1: how are you feeling? Where are we? What week are we at? I just Oh, stretched. sorry, I wasn't listening. I've got
0: Christmas brain. Care more. Oh, care more I've about me. I've got fucking me. Christmas brain. Okay, so how are you? No, we're good. I had an, an iron infusion last week. How'd it go? And great. I can see you good. have a bruise on your arm. I do. She missed the first go, and it's really important when you get an iron infusion that it's in the vein. That because, would help. No, because there's like other things that if it runs outside of the vein like you don't get the full dose but it's not a big issue whereas with iron if it's not in the vein it stains your skin is that what that did no no no. that's just a bruise okay yeah so they did it in this arm because oh. she went to put it in this arm and she's like i'm not improperly and i want to be a thousand percent sure that i'm in properly because i don't want to stain your arm and like it's like it can be a permanent stain it's quite severe of like brown so anyway if anyone's out there getting an iron infusion, make sure they've offered it in properly, oh my gosh. which mine was. But I don't know if it's placebo effect. But this week I'm feeling really good. You looking good. good. Thank you. So another update is I went to see my obstetrician last week, and we're no longer breach as well. Fantastic! Which is great news. Good girl. We like to have her head down. Tell me what you would do in this situation. So it was the first obstetrician appointment of this pregnancy that my husband's come to. We took the girls as well. Cause we were going down the oh, coast please. to get our Christmas tree anyway. And Goldie felt we were literally going in to get the baby. Oh, She's God. like, but the baby's still in your tummy. And I was like, yeah, babe, it's not that <laughs> quite that easy. You don't just rock oh, on gosh. into your appointment and go home <laughs> with your baby. <laughs> and she got quite upset. She's like, no, we're, we're having the baby. I'm like, no, we're not having the baby. Anyway, once we got past that, So my husband said to the obstetrician, I need to know your opinion on something. I was like, shit, where's he going with this? First question he's asked all pregnancy. He goes, I have a, so my due date is the 26th of January. He said, I have a wedding in Melbourne on the 9th of January. If you were a betting man, what's my risk of missing it? he goes, if I was a betting man, I would say your risk of missing it is one in 20. And I was like, oh, that's really high. And Nick goes, oh, that's not that bad. (laughs) And I was like, shit, it's just the way you look at it. Hey. And he said to Nick, he goes, oh, your only thing is with Sophie, because Goldie was only an hour and a half delivery. He said, if you're missing it, you're missing yeah. it. Like there's no chance of me calling him and saying, get on the flight. I've just started contractions, like hop on a flight, come on up. And look, I know come every birth up. can be different and i probably put this out into the ether and now I'm going to get this <laughs> this 26-hour labour <laughs> or something and he'll have been able to fly around the world and back <laughs> to me by the time I've given birth. But what would you do? Would you let Harry go? hang on, are you 38 weeks? I'll be nearly
1: 38 weeks when he goes. So I've given birth at 38 weeks, every child. So oh. there's no way in hell I would let him go. It's my third child. I, if I, no, with that track record, there's no way. No, I, I, I don't know.
0: So So if he's not here, what's the plan? I'll probably get my brother and my sister-in-law to stay at my house and I would say that if anything happened, my brother would look after the kids and Tilly would come with me because on top of this, my (laughs) mum, I did say to mum, oh, Nick's got a wedding in Melbourne this weekend, so can you just be up for that weekend just in case? And she said, oh, that's actually the same weekend that my other brother and his partner move house. It's going to be this weekend. I you know it's going to be this I, weekend. I really hope not. So anyway, she can't come up for that reason. And I just, see, the thing is, so I have given birth at 38 and 39 weeks, but both of them via induction. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea if I'm one of those people that you know if I was just left to cook if I would go to 42 weeks or Are you if I have would have another induction. Well, I would like to try and avoid it if I can. Yeah. Like I I've had such good inductions that I'm like, oh, if it needed it, like you know, if there was a reason to have one, then I don't have any yeah. fear in it, but I would really like to experience what it's like to go into labor spontaneously. But I'm just like, I have no idea when my body does that. Yeah.
1: I'm, you're not feeling hopeful. I'm not. Yeah. Like, are you, is it, are you 37 weeks plus when he's going? Oh, I don't or are you 38 look. weeks? I'll, I need to know and then I'll feel better.
0: Yeah. So I'll be 37 and a half weeks. When will he be back? He's going for one night. I said he's not even allowed to go for two nights. No, like I he can't. will go. So the wedding's on a Saturday. He will fly down Saturday morning. Yep. Hopefully, his flight gets delayed or cancelled and he can't go. <laughs> and then he will just drive home from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he will go fine. for
1: the Saturday night. I've, I've revised it and I feel okay. I feel like it's one night, it's you're
0: 37 and a half. Yep. I and I just okay. said to him, if I in the next few weeks, start developing Braxton Hicks or anything mm, like mm, that, he's not going. no. Because once, I think with the third,
1: I was like, I had Braxton Hicks and I was like, oh, it's just Braxton Hicks. And when I went there, they're like, yeah, you're pairing and raring to go. Yeah, You just don't know.
0: I know. It better be a good bloody wedding. Hey. Hara, your wedding better be bloody <laughs> good <laughs> to miss a baby. See you next week. Bye. Hello everyone. We have been naughty girls. It has been a busy time of the year. We are currently recording this on... Saturday, the 7th of January, and I'm actually 37 weeks now. So we have ghosted you for a solid four weeks, but give us a break. It's been like school (laughs) holidays. It's been Christmas. It's been New Year's. My whole family has had COVID. So we've had a bit on. It's been a bit hard to remote record with one another, but we'll still give you an update of the last four weeks. But do apologize that we said it was going to be week by week and here we are a month later. <laughs> We've
1: managed to pinpoint some things from 34 or 35 weeks. So we so will
0: start from there and then we'll get up to date to where we are today. So how were you? All I'm going to say is if you can plan to not be heavily pregnant in the lead up to Christmas, oh my gosh. I highly recommend it. I'm feeling great now, but if I had one more sales assistant comment on the, sorry, at Christmas time, what was that? That was like, was that three weeks ago, two Who weeks knows? ago? So Who knows? it would have been 35, I think I was 35 weeks at Christmas. And it was just never ending. I think I'd already reached a point where I had started to kind of hibernate a bit more, like would send Nick out to the shops if possible. But like, obviously in the lead up to Christmas, you've got to get presents, you've got to get wrapping paper. You have to leave the house. Like you can't (laughs) just be at home and you've still got a fair (laughs) way to go. Like you're 35 weeks. Like, look, I'm sure that the lead up to Christmas is also, grim for shop assistants. Like, I'm mm. sure they're dealing with people who are stressed and it's busy and all of that. But some of the comments I got, I was like, this has to be a joke. Like, I walked into one shop and she goes, Oh my gosh, don't have that thing in here. Are you kidding? And I was like, Number one, that thing is my baby. Number two, like, oh, you poor thing if my waters break in here. You poor thing if in public my waters break in here. What did you I say? Don't know, I don't think. I just like looked at her. That was the first of the day. And then I went to another shop. You should have stopped and gone, huge mistake. Hitch and walk <laughs> out and flick your hair and just give it a finger. I still bought the things I was going to buy and oh, I probably bugger. should have at least made a, a statement of not buying it. Then went into the next shop and she goes, oh, how many weeks are you? And I was like 35. And she goes, oh, gosh, only 35. Wow, you are so low. Oh, yes. And I'm not carrying particularly low. like, And especially at that point, I was like not engaged at all. But a shop assistant would know. So, and you then, know. yeah. And then she goes, oh must be a boy in there because of the way you're carrying. I'm like, oh, well, no, I know I'm having the third girl. (laughs) And then I went into another shop and I can't, it was just like, oh my God, you're huge for 35. And I was just like, guys, guys, everyone. And then I just got to the point where I was a bit rude. Like I was just like, yeah, cool. As you would. Didn't continue the conversation.
1: Like you need to hear that at all. Like once in a day is enough, but during Christmas time and trying to do everything that you need to do in one day and having that more than once said to you is like, yeah, I I get it. You should have said like, you know, you're not the first time
0: today. And it was all 50 to 65 year old women who all made the comments and then men of the same bracket slash older, look at you as though, what are you doing out of the house? (laughs) They just stare at you like you're this like anomaly. The thing I don't get is I'm like there are pregnant women everywhere. Like, why are you looking at me like I've got shithead tattooed on my forehead? Yeah. Like, it's just like so, you're a walking disease. I'm like, I'm like, have you never seen a woman out and about in the wild? Like, why are you looking at me like? Yeah, you could catch it. Like, but if you get too close, you might catch it. Speaking of word
1: vomit, I did something that was. Oh, what did you do? I know it was not me. Well, it was because I said it, but it was on New Year's Eve, and we had a little bit to drink and this word vomit came out and I couldn't believe the next day I was like just so you know like I that is something I'm so conscious of when I'm not drunk to say like that is just an unacceptable question to ask and I really apologize and they were like oh who cares it's it's all good I'm like no it's not because the whole podcast is around us like having a conversation about how wrong it is to say this to people and a, a couple friend of mine we're like sitting there, all lovey-dovey, and I'm just sitting opposite them with my my glass of rosé, like ah. So when are So when are you guys gonna have kids? It's like no. Why, Jake, come on. why would you ask someone? Why would you, up it? it just came straight out of my mouth and it was all blurry. I don't even know what the response was. I think it was like, we're not ready to have kids and yeah. God help me. I don't know what my answer was to that, but I <laughs> did apologize the next day. But I think when you're not conscious of what you're saying, people just have no idea how much pain that
0: actually can cause the other person. So especially people you don't know. And around Christmas time and stuff, I imagine it's the hardest for people who are, you know, battling with infertility or are yeah. still considering whether they want kids or, or maybe single. And I just feel like it's that time of the year where everyone just resorts to the easiest mm. question to ask. And often the most obvious easy question to ask is, you know when you're having kids or when you're getting married, or when you're having another child, or how many weeks are you, you're fucking massive. <laughs> and I think when you're in a like
1: sales environment, like they're all about having a conversation starter. So what's the perfect conversation starter, someone who physically is pregnant? Oh, you beauty. I'm not even going to care what I'm going to say. It's just you're pregnant. How far
0: along are you? Oh, my yes, God. I don't need your customer service. Just let me waddle in peace. That's all yes. I want. I just want to be left to waddle in yes. peace. Anyway, since then, we had an amazing Gooch Week, like the week between... Ah, oh, yes. um, Tell people who don't know what Gooch Week so is. So the week between Christmas and New Year's is Gooch Week, and it'll always infamously be known to me now because that was the week <laughs> that I told the story last year where I went to that pub and pissed all over myself (laughs) and all over the floor. And I'm happy to say that even though I was between like 35, 36 weeks pregnant this year, there was no monumental pissing of myself. There was light bladder leakage here and there, but nothing monumental this year. Can I just say this year?
1: is going to be the first because we had a two-year hiatus really where we couldn't see each other go to like fun things look out world when you and I are having a (laughs) couple of bubblies together I think the one time we went out somewhere in Brisbane we were we took over the whole dance floor we were out of control happy as Larry but I think there will hopefully be more of these to come throughout the yeah, year. And English then we box. got food
0: poisoning and I vomited the whole way home on the M1 <laughs> In into hat. Nick's Fedora. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Then New Year's <laughs> happened on New Year's Eve. Oh hang on. Poppy- Go back, sorry. You've got to explain to people who don't know
1: what a gooch is. Oh, people know what a gooch is. No, explain it, because I want it's to hear the you space between
0: it. the balls and the asshole. Yes. But yes. yes and so it's the quicker. space between Christmas and New Year's where you don't know if you're Arthur or Martha. Perfect. New Year's Eve, super low key. We went to the beach, had a couple of people back for a swim and Poppy, when we were leaving the beach, turned to me and she's like, oh, mommy, my legs are so sore. And she just looked so tired, but she's pretty good at like staying up late and she'll just troop her on and then sleep in in the morning. Like she's pretty good at just getting on with it when she's tired but she even though all her friends were there she was kind of like asking to go to bed and I said to Nick I was like oh god any bets she gets sick like this is just so not like her so I took her up to bed and you know, oh poor me, I have to go yeah, lie down asleep next asleep to my child. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I I don't think I resurfaced. I was asleep by 9:30. Anyway, the next day she wakes up and she's got temperatures and she's just in bed all day. And I'm like, oh, she's got like a little bit of a virus. But she didn't really have any other symptoms. Like I was like, this is weird. Like she doesn't seem croupy. she doesn't seem gastro-y, she's just hot and tired and and sleeping. Anyway, the next day Goldie woke up from her nap miserable and hot Mm. and I was like, oh, this is a bit weird but had no other symptoms either and then Nick was like, oh, like, yeah, if you ask me, like I I kind of do have a bit of a scratchy throat and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. I was like, okay, do a rat test because, like, if you're positive, then it's obvious they're positive. And of course he was. So we've spent the last week at home, just like waiting for symptoms. I'm 37 weeks pregnant, just waiting for COVID symptoms to happen. And it went from, it's really funny because I reached this stage when I hit 36 weeks where I was like, I feel like 36 weeks is this really odd mark you hit where half of you is like, I could give birth any day. And the other half of you is like, or I could be pregnant for another <laughs> yeah. five to six weeks. Like yeah. it's, so, it's such a, you know, you're in the drop zone, but you're also like I could go overdue and be pregnant for well over a month more. Totally. So you kind of feel antsy like, oh, I've got to get shit done, but also like can't get too much done because I need to leave some shit to get done <laughs> over <laughs> the whole next month. And then so we hit 37 weeks. My entire family has COVID. I don't. And I'm like, oh, my God, cross your legs, do not go into labor now. And the thing that scared me is if I had COVID, they can't deny me from going in. Like obviously I don't want to be giving birth with COVID and obviously I don't want to be 37 weeks with COVID either because that can be dangerous. Mm. But I was like at least they can't like refuse me. They'll just like come in and out wearing Hazmat suits, <laughs> and no one will want to come near me. But like, I still will get to give birth there. But I was like, if Nick has COVID, mm. I assume they just won't let him in. Like, I'll have to birth with someone else, if anyone.
1: Which is really stressful to sit there and think about. Watch your whole family go down, and then think, okay, in this whole time where I can't really do much. I am just going to have a scenario in my head where I may give birth on my own. Yeah. And
0: it's like every morning I woke up going, okay, assess my symptoms. Do I have COVID? Like, (sighs) is you know, have I woken up with a headache? Were you paranoid? Were you like, hang on, is it a sore throat? Yes. And like, you know, I've made it pretty clear that I don't flourish when I'm pregnant. And I feel like any parent can relate to this. You wake up so tired every morning. You're like, am I tired or do I have COVID? Like, (laughs) I'm not feeling my best self anyway. Anyway. So every morning I'd wake up and assess my COVID symptoms. And then I feel like every night I'm going to bed assessing my pregnancy symptoms (laughs) going like, was that a tightening or just like a movement or like, you know, was that, (gasps) was that just like a normal amount of discharge or was that like, a mucus plug or like, you know, and I'm like, if I'm going to get COVID, well, I don't want to go into labor. And if I am going to go into labor, we'll we'll just wait a few days until Nick's no longer positive. And so this went on for a week. The girls got absolutely smashed with it. The only thing I will say is the benefit was they were really (laughs) tired, sick, so they literally spent a week basically sleeping. So I have just been nesting up and absolutely, like I don't really want to leave the house anyway. So I'm like, oh, if there was ever a time to get oh, it this, this kind is the of time. now. Because I've just I've just been ferreting around like you wouldn't believe. But yeah, it was stressful that kind of am I gonna get COVID? And lots of people said, because I posted on Instagram that my family had COVID, because actually the day they all tested positive for COVID was Nick's birthday, which is the third. Jan- which birthday, is the third babe. of January. And he's like, I think I want to have a chilled birthday this year. I'm like, Yeah, well you fucking manifested <laughs> a chilled birthday. Like no one was awake <gasps> past seven thirty. And heaps of people were like, oh, can you go stay somewhere else? And I was just like, it's too late. Yeah. I'd already had Poppy all over me for like two days because I just thought she had, you know, some yeah. other virus. And you're her parent. So And I'm her parent. And you know what it's yeah. like when you're a parent. Like she she just wanted me and mm. Goldie just wanted Nick. And like we couldn't avoid that. And I was kind of like, oh. If it's going to be, it's going to be and hopefully touch wood. I hope I can come back next Touching week everything. and say it didn't happen. I didn't get COVID. So that's where we're at now. But Nick has tested again this morning and he's showing up negative on a rat now. And the girls are uh, poppy slept for 14 hours last night. So she's probably not 100%, but she she's yeah, resting. We're she's, getting well so, she's well rested. She's well fucking rested. So you're 37 and
1: what right now? I'm 37 and two. Okay. So now your next head fuck is that Nick is going away tomorrow. Uh, Come on. So I've already,
0: yeah, I've already told this story that he's planning on. Go- so another positive of COVID was I was like, oh, he's maybe Nick won't be able to go to the wedding. Because <laughs> as I said in the last little snippet a month ago, but as you've only heard a few minutes ago, because we've been so slap he has a wedding in Melbourne and that wedding is tomorrow. So he flies out first thing tomorrow morning and gets back around midday on Monday. So I did think maybe I was like, oh, maybe he won't be able to go, but he's all clear and he's I've looked up the regulations. I've tried to find myself a loophole. (laughs) And I did say to him, I'm like, if anyone's even slightly sick still, if I'm slightly sick, like you're not going, he's like, I know, babe, if there's anything awry, I will not go. Cross your legs, girl.
1: That's what all you have to do, (laughs) right? Cross my legs,
0: cross my toes, cross my feet. Yeah, totally. I'm sure I can just keep everything at bay for 36 hours while I cross my legs. But yeah, so that's where we're up to. Any other questions, Dahl? Yeah, well, so like besides the fact that you've obviously had a
1: huge couple of weeks, well, actually, yeah. let's just say a huge year of pregnancy because it has. It's been such a wild ride. Yeah. How do you feel mentally that you you literally are about to meet your baby in the matter of weeks now? It could
0: be days. I actually feel probably, other than when I was in Fiji, (laughs) the best I have felt the entire pregnancy. Like I feel heavy and if I ferret around too much in the day, I go to bed and like my pelvic floor aches. But other than that, like, I feel, I feel like I've got the most energy I've had the whole time. I, I don't know if it's because the finish line yeah. is so in sight. And all of a sudden I'm like, just lap it up because you know, you will be that annoying person in six months time. Who's like, Oh, I miss my bump. Oh, <laughs> like, and I'm not going to miss being pregnant. Cause that's just absurd. But I know because this is going to be my last that I will have those feelings. So I'm just like, it's not much longer. It's like four and a half-ish weeks max longer. Just lap up this time. Well, we promise yeah.
1: we're not going to be slack from now on because we've switched on for 2023 and we'll be back for
0: the 38-week checkup. And look, my kids this week was the first time we paid for four days of daycare for the week and they four went nothing. zero. So if that's not an insight into 2023, I don't know what is, but no, my kids will be back at daycare on Monday. They will be going four days. So I, I'm i going to have all the time in the world, Jade. Good. I'm glad. We can record every day if you want. Oh, we'll do it. We're doing during birth, post. <laughs> we'll,
1: it'll have bonus episodes just coming out left, right and centre. It's going to be brilliant. Who wants to come on the pod? wait.
0: <laughs> See you next week. She's still here, everyone. We're still here. We're still cooking. We're 38 and a bit weeks now. Woo! How are we feeling? things are feeling heavy. Like she's feeling quite low. She's moved out from out of my ribs. And <laughs> as I've said before, like I've never gone into labor spontaneously before. So I feel like I'm just constantly assessing symptoms. Like it'll go tight and I'll be like, oh, well, like I wouldn't class that as a contraction, but was that it's tightening and yeah, is that something or I'll have a real urge to poo and I'm like oh Ooh. is this the pre-labor poo they talk about or is this just a standard poo? <laughs> <laughs> or I'll do a vomit and I'll be like oh is that my body clearing things out for labor or is How it exciting. just fucking hyperemesis which one it's a bloody so.
1: gamble but um when's your next appointment like will they will they pop their little fingers in there and have a little feel around and
0: see what's going on Um, I don't know. So in my next appointment, I'll be uh, the day before I'm 39 weeks. So I'm not sure when he has a feel or does a stretch and sweep or whatever. I'm just kind of going with the flow. I don't really want to like set an induction date, even if it is, you know, at 41 or whatever weeks, I'm just probably would rather just go with the flow and see what happens. Like there's still plenty of time for something to happen on its own.
1: Well, I think that if you're this comfortable and you're really enjoying the last few weeks of pregnancy, then there's no urge to do anything or act. But I remember when I was 38 weeks with Yumi, last child, I went in and I said, absolutely over it cannot yeah cannot do anything more can you please check me out and she's like I can get in there if you want me to do a stretch and sweep and I know yeah. they're not supposed to say this but she said I gave you a good Stripped and sweet, you'll probably be in labour tonight. And I, no joke, drove home with mum, and we were coming up the driveway, and I'm like, mom, I know this doesn't happen straight away, but I'm cramping." And she's like, "Oh, it's probably because she literally put her whole fist inside you." And I said, <laughs> "Probably." Anyway, a few hours later, we were watching maths, and I'm like, "No, no, no, this is actually like proper period pain cramps yeah. down below." And then,
0: lo and behold, she was on her way. Well if he's yeah if he said look you know it would be favorable to do that or whatever then I'd say go yes, for yeah. it. The main thing I have to <laughs> the main thing I have to do first is so I was meant to get my nails redone. <laughs> I saw this on, morning on Instagram. Hey you could actually pop your own waters with those things. Oh my god moment. seriously they're like they're, they are like the hooks that <laughs> they break your waters with honestly. So I was meant to have, I haven't had them done since before Christmas. So I was meant to have them redone last week, but the whole family had COVID. And so I said to my nail lady, I was like, I don't know if I'm on the brink of like getting COVID. I know this is such a busy time of the year for you. I don't want to come mm. in and give you COVID that was accidentally. Nice you. Yeah, very nice of me. But she's so popular and so freaking busy that like my next appointment was for next Thursday anyway. Ooh. But she's managed to get me in for Tuesday, so I'm like, all right, I've got Goldie's birthday tomorrow, which is Monday. I'm getting my nails done on Tuesday. It's not so much the getting of the nails done; they just need to be shorter because I'm scared I'm literally going to poke my child's eye. You know out. what you look like, or they're just going to be covered with like shit underneath them every time I change a nappy. But they're very
1: Kardashian length at the moment, like which when is you're not productive, not- and you just sort of got these really fancy long, long nails. <laughs>
0: That's you at the moment. That's You're not have, the vibe hey, I'm going for, and that's not the stage of life that maybe I'm that's heading a into.
1: Hey, guys, sorry, can't get these nails off. Everyone
0: has to do everything <laughs> for me. It's such a shame. It's an occupational health and safety yeah. hazard. I cannot change my own child's nails. <laughs> so we've got, you know, it would be nice to get past Tuesday and have some fresh mm. nails. Then the other thing is I haven't done... What did you do about your bikini area? Well, I always...
1: So when I had Mia, I got it waxed and I had no idea because I'm not much of a waxer. I wasn't back then. I couldn't believe the pain. And when I came out and actually spoke to people about it after I went and stripped all my bits off, people were like, when, like, it's one thing to do it normally or around your period. But pregnancy, because there's so much blood flow around that, it's literally
0: like agony. I got a Brazilian done before I went to Fiji, so I would have been like 16, 17 weeks pregnant, and it was torture. And I'm just like, I can't do that. I mean, I know I'm literally about to go into childbirth, but I cannot do that again. And so I've said to, like, I've tried to shave it once and it definitely ended up like that meme of that boy who shaves his own head where it's patchy (laughs) as fuck because I couldn't like access all of it and I couldn't see what I was doing. And I've asked Nick to do it and he keeps putting it off. So I think I'm just going to, next time a friend's over, I think I'm just going to have to take them into the bathroom with me and just Give it a neaten up. I think so. And do go and get the shaving cream because this is what I did with
1: Billy. I got the the big, foamy, thick shaving cream so you don't cut yourself. Put it everywhere. And then you literally – I tried to do the best I could with a mirror in front, like down below – so not mm. in the shower, just get out and have a good go. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then try and get someone to get under there and just get like, oh gosh, we don't have to be perfect. I'm sure no one cares, but it's just, I think it's that thing where women just want to feel
0: a little bit more, you know, tidy and ready to go. It's just one of those and I things. I think if like anything happens and there's like a tear or something, I want them to have full access to the anatomy when they're stitching. With yeah, themselves. don't go, like, don't stitch like, up my I don't kids. want any like obstacles in the way. I want that job to be done the best way possible and I feel like a clean yeah. slate is the easiest way to do that Couldn't and I also well. think after it would just be nice like you know everything feels very changed if for me there wasn't also hair on top of the bleeding and on top of the I know you know feeling like just eliminate got one a thing. swollen dick like yeah, it's yeah. just <laughs> just one less element to deal with so that's another thing that has to be dealt with before we go into like but other than that, we're just other than other, other than, than those all that. superficial, vain fucking things. Well, that's we're it. ready to go. Okay, oh, so next week, thirty-nine weeks. Yeah. When I see you next, or well, maybe you won't. Or maybe this could I be have it. a bebe. This could be the last episode. All right, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Sophie, you're still here, doll. Still here, 39 weeks today. Congratulations. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm honestly so excited. I'm like so I'm excited. Just, I'm exhausting myself with excitement. I just want it to start and oh. to come. and to, But I'm feeling good, so it's okay. I'm happy to embrace it. But I've really reached this point. I don't know if when you had your babies when you're in that newborn phase, mm. if anyone tries to talk to you about anything else, like you're just so you just want to be blinkers on narrow minded, but like in a good way as in like, you just want to be like, no, I just want to be in my zone. I feel like I'm in that zone now and I'm actually finding it really difficult to socialize because I don't particularly want to talk about me being pregnant anymore. Cause it's like nothing to say. Yeah. Like I'm just waiting but I have no interest in talking about anything else either. Like I just feel like I've gone really inwards and I'm feeling really focused and excited But yeah, my energy is getting channeled just one way. So what you're saying is you don't want to talk about me going to
1: Bali tomorrow. That's what you're saying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the fact that I have booked in for going to Bali at the end of April this year, I'm allowing you to go with more grace, less jealousy and more excitement for you. But um, yeah, I've just reached that phase where I'm like, even parenting my kids, I'm just like, you're getting in the way of me just, you know, going inwards you just, but don't you reckon, just get in the fucking bar. Don't you reckon that's like um
1: you know when you look for a car or you're searching for a car, you only see that car. Yeah. On on the highway. That's the only thing that you yeah, see. It's yeah. like you're in this zone where you're about to give birth. And you're like, if anything comes into that that stream of thought, it's gonna get kicked back and out. And I know
0: I've said this every week, but it's just still that bizarre feeling of like, could be two weeks, could be this afternoon like who knows anyway so I went and saw my obstetrician yesterday how'd you go good I've got a funny story so I love my obstetrician this is not ragging on him at all and it's not Dr. Timmy just in case anyone is not Dr. Timmy the amount of times I get asked (laughs) can we just quickly go into that the amount of times I get asked if Dr. Timmy is my obstetrician three main dot points for you (laughs) For anyone who's new to the podcast, Dr. Timmy is my dad and he is an obstetrician that we often have on the show. Number one, he is my dad and I thus far have had two vaginal births and would like to have a third vaginal (laughs) birth. Number two, he lives interstate to me. You can't have an obstetrician that is at least two hour flight away. Number three, it's not ethical. If anything were to go wrong, it is unfair mm. to ask someone to act logically when they have that. Much of an emotional connection to not only you as the pregnant person, but the baby inside you. It's not fair. And if anything were to ever go wrong, I would hate to think that he was having to live with that for the rest of his life. So, no, Dr. Timmy is not my obstetrician. If I happened to be on holidays with my family and went into labour somewhere remote, I would be like, absolutely help me out. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) You're my last resort. (laughs) (laughs) But if it was like booking in to see an obstetrician, no. Especially after yesterday, I had my first attempted stretch and sweep. Oh, now because I've been induced twice in the past I've never had a stretch and sweep because I've never like the inductions have been booked anyway so there's like no point of doing one because they go to like stronger methods anyway but anyway as I was saying when I said that we really like our obstetrician but we walk in and Nick's been dealing with I'm not going to class it as long COVID but it's like three weeks or so since he's had COVID and he's finding the symptoms quite difficult to kick. Like he hasn't really been able to exit. He's tried to exercise once and he just got exhausted so fast and was like really down for like three days. He's just... Like brain not firing, nothing. Like the other day, we we're in the supermarket and I was like, "Oh, let's plan out some meals for a few days." <laughs> You're like, and we both <fucking> looked at <mesela> one another, and there's nothing firing in my brain. There's nothing firing in his brain, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we're a good fucking pair, aren't we?" Anyway, so he's been taking it really easy, but he's someone who like needs to move, but he hasn't been moving. Anyway, we walk into the obstetrician appointment, and the obstetrician goes. Oh, Nick, have you been bulking? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just see Nick's face drop. And I know he has not meant this in an offensive way at all. Like he said, bulking. He didn't say, like, oh, you've put on weight. No, he just thought muscle. But- and Nick was just kind of like, oh, oh, well, oh, not really. Like I haven't really been able to do anything since the start of the year so the appointment goes on and I'm one day off 39 weeks in this appointment and my obstetrician says do you want to have a stretch and sweep and I was like oh absolutely like get in there let's do it (laughs) but it's the first one I've had so I'm like oh I'm a bit nervous like I've heard they're a bit uncomfortable so there's a med student there as well and my obstetrician is fully like the med student can be behind the curtains and I was like no no no. they need to learn like come in I'm comfortable with that that's fine and so he attempts to do the stretch and sweep. And wow, they get up there, don't they? Oh, they do. They get up there. I'm like, How uncomfortable are you is it? your elbow? Anyway, he attempts, but he's like, your cervix is actually still too closed and long and high. I'm oh. not able to properly do it yet. But like, they still really get up there to try. Yeah. So I was a bit disappointed because I was like, I thought I was like you. I thought I'd just be like chilling at four yeah. centimetres, but I was only at one centimetre. I was like, I thought at least I'd be chilling, getting around at three, four <laughs> centimetres, like just whatever. And especially I'd um the past two days before that I'd been getting a lot of like right legged sciatic pain so I was like oh her head's definitely gone down further because obviously she's like compressing on something because I'm getting a real like shooting nervy pain all the way down to my foot so as much as it was uncomfortable I was like oh it's a good sign like it must all be really low and ready to go anyway so he couldn't do it which was a bit of a shame and I was like, oh, I guess that means that like it's not imminent. But I think with your third, it's kind of like you're off until you're on. Like it doesn't actually mean that much. It's really hard to predict because it's kind of like. And it could happen like like that.
1: Like tomorrow you could be completely dilated. And and that's
0: how my other births have happened that I've gone from like five centimetres to fully dilated in the space of 15 Mm -hmm. minutes. So I know I shouldn't like get weighed down by that. Anyway, so the appointment finishes and we're wandering back to the car and I said to Nick like about the stretch and sweep like, oh, like how did you feel about like that? Did that make you feel uncomfortable? Meaning like the obstetrician there and the medical student and Nick holding my hand as like something quite invasive is going on. And he goes, yeah, you know, like it's just hard because I haven't been able to do any exercise for
1: the past three <laughs> weeks.
0: And I was like, "Are you not get past are you comments?" kidding me! <laughs> I was like, "You were not the one that was hard done by in that appointment." I'm like, I just felt like a cow <laughs> with literally a forearm in me, and you're <laughs> self conscious about the fact. <laughs> (laughs) That you have not been able to run for three weeks. I'm like, I haven't gone on a walk for about (laughs) nine months. I'm the one who had to get on the scales (laughs) in that appointment spare me and he's like oh you mean about the stretch and sweep yeah that was fine like that's no different to like I've seen way worse stuff when you're in labor and I'm like okay great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it was just so so funny I was like get out of your own fucking brain so note to self the doctors
1: don't even comment on the partner's <laughs>
0: Bulkiness. body at all <laughs> oh but it was just so funny because I was like oh how did you find that like do you need to chat about that was that a weird situation to see your wife in and he's like oh yeah you know it just you know it's hard because I haven't been able to move for three weeks anyway he went for a light <laughs> he went for a light run yesterday afternoon but yeah overnight I was having lots of like the tightenings and the Braxton Hicks and stuff have definitely gone up another level feel more frequent and feel more like a bit more powerful so we just did he get his pinky in your cervix if you are once centimeter like did you get any in there he it was um it's not so much the one centimeter because I think they can do it even if you're one centimeter yeah. I think it was it how was too high, high it was yeah. or long or yeah, whatever yeah But anyway, so that was a funny day, but we just watch and wait and and he's really happy to wait kind of for as long as I'm comfortable. So how do you feel? Like I remember
1: being 38 weeks and just, I couldn't sit down. My, my tailbone hurt. I, all I wanted to do was just sit on a big exercise ball. That was the
0: only way I actually felt comfortable. How are you feeling? I feel pretty comfortable when the sciatic leg pain kind of comes and goes, that's really uncomfortable because nerve pain is that real, like you can't get to the source of it. Mm -hmm. And I've been like trying to get Nick to massage the bottom of my foot, which feels really good while he's doing it, but it's not like muscular Mm -hmm. pain that you can kind of massage it out like, and, but it comes and goes. But other than that, like I'm feeling, I feel heavy and I feel tired at the end of the night, like the whole, like, Dinner, bed, bath. Oh, yeah. Dinner, bath, bed, whatever (laughs) routine is just a lot. So next week, you'll be 40 weeks. Yeah.
1: If you are still here and she's still inside what are your thoughts? Are you like, are you just going to wait and plan to go until 40? Are
0: you going to have an induction? Do you have anything in mind? Well, I chatted to my obstetrician about that. And I said, like, I said, I still feel too early to kind of like book something in. Cause I feel like booking something in just then I'm working towards that date, which is not like even necessarily the real date Mm. that she'll come. And I said, you know, like, what do you normally advise in terms of, like, waiting and being post-dates? And he said, obviously, this is situational and every person dependent, but he said, I I would be happy to let you go 7 to 10 days past your due date. And I said, okay. And I said, yeah, well, I feel like I personally would be happy with 41 weeks, but I don't see my patience going much further than that so we're just kind of taking it week by week and I guess we just see like I feel I feel like I I don't know (laughs) I might be here in a week have you asked your vagina what she'd like
1: to do like at 41 weeks, you might say, Hey, can you go back to 39?
0: I think, I, my, want anymore. Yeah, I think my vagina would like to tap out of the entire thing, <laughs> to be honest, but I haven't, I'm not giving her that no. choice. But yeah, I'm just kind of taking it day by day, week by week, and I might still be feeling really good at 40 weeks and ready to keep waiting, sitting on this egg, or I might be really over it, or a new symptom may have developed, or whatever. But I don't really feel like at this stage I'm getting like exponentially bigger or anything. I feel like because she's dropped down quite a bit, if anything, I feel somewhat smaller than I felt a few weeks ago. But I think that's just because I'm more comfortable because she's not underneath my ribs. Yeah. So... It's not like I look at my tummy each day and I'm like, Oh my God, the longer this thing cooks, it's just like mm. putting on kilos and kilos that I have to push out. It's not well, really. Well, you are eating chocolate now. I know. She's hungry. She's hungry. So yeah, we, that's, that's me this week. There's a lot of, um, juices. Yeah. There's a lot of juices flowing. No plug. No plug yet, but. You know, you know that feeling after you've had sex that, Slimy that 20 feeling. minutes later you get that like feeling. Yep. I get that like all the time. And I'm like, oh, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> was actually, one thing that Nick was happy with from the appointment is I said, look, like I know there's a lot of old wives' tales out there about natural inductions what do you think are actually things that would be beneficial just to kind of keep things going and and put me in the best position for her coming on her own? And he said, I think the things that, you know, there's probably a bit of evidence around are intercourse because the <laughs> sperm has prostaglandins in them and nipple stimulation. So... Nick's eyes lit up and I was like, I don't think the nipple stimulation is necessarily you stimulating my nipples. I think it's me <laughs> yes. kind of seeing if I can express some colostrum and that kind of thing. So yeah, now he's looking at me from the corner of each mm. room, just mm. like I <laughs> want to do some natural <laughs> induction. So, you know, it wasn't all, it wasn't all bad for the bulking big fella.
1: <laughs> and, and that liquid, because I remember at 30, around 38 weeks, I actually thought I was peeing myself, but it didn't smell like urine. It was actually liquid and I actually had to get checked because they thought I might have been leaking
0: some amniotic fluid. Yeah. But it turned out Oh no, I can definitely feel that mine is not from my urethra. Like it it feels like that like kind of ovulation discharge you get. Yeah. But it's like gloop. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Oh, my god, Maybe a panty liner would have been a good... Yeah, get your moddy bodies <laughs> <Monty Potty> song. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll see you next week, maybe. Maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not. Have fun in Bali, you bitch. I will. Call me,
1: WhatsApp me, and tell me if you're in labour. Yeah, I'll FaceTime you. Please do. Absolutely. Bye.
0: Bye. Hello, legends. So, we have reached 40 weeks. Today is my due date, which comes with a lot of mixed feelings, I guess. Jade is still gallivanting around Bali. So you've just got me, breathless me today. She's gallivanting around Bali while I waddle up and down my stairs trying to get labor started. I mean, look, it's awkward talking about this on my own, but I do want to be as honest and real as possible this week because this week has been really mentally challenging. This is the furthest I've ever got along in a pregnancy. I was induced at 38 weeks with Poppy and 39 weeks with Goldie. And I never had to do this whole waiting game situation, which I'm a control freak. I'm a micromanager. I like things the way that I like them. And I guess it's really that feeling of surrendering before the baby is even here, which I know is good for me, but it's also just been, it's an absolute mind fuck basically. And I think I had in my head that, oh my gosh, it's my third. There's no way I'll make it to my due date. Like my body knows what it's meant to be doing. She'll come a little bit earlier, but not too early, blah, blah, blah. blah. And all of a sudden I'm like, fuck, we're at 40 weeks. How did we get here? And how much longer am I going to be pregnant? I think it's this, you feel like you're in this limbo land of like one foot in the door, I don't know, like you just can't make any plans, even for the day. And I think because I've got in my head that labor could be fast. It's like, I don't let Nick go too far. I don't let myself do things too far from home or too far from the hospital. And you just kind of feel like you're like one foot in the door of the next chapter, but the other foot still in the door of the last chapter. And you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. Another thing that was a bit of a head fuck this week is that I've definitely, the tightenings have definitely ramped up. I haven't like lost my mucus plug or anything like that, but I have had about three or four evenings this week where I've been like, we're on, we are absolutely on. So it would get to like kind of bedtime for the girls. And I'll feel that like I'm relaxing because they're going to sleep. And as soon as I start to relax, the tightening start some evenings with like quite a bit of discomfort, like a really dragging kind of period pain sensation. And so I've thought we're on. There was one night even that I turned to Nick and I said, I know you're not packing much for the hospital, but can you just pack your bag? So I know that like tick that's done. And you know, I count them out and they uh, every 15 minutes for like six or so times. And then I go, okay, well, I'm going to like try and get rest because they're not painful. If this is labor, like, you know, I want to have had some rest before we go in and then. What do I know? I wake up, it's like three or four in the morning. They've stopped completely. I've fallen asleep and it's not labor. And this has happened like, yeah, probably four times. So I feel like I was just exhausting myself because I I wasn't really sleeping. I was like, oh, do I stay awake and like use the power of the mind to will myself into going into labor? And then, you know, the next morning, you've got your close friends or your families being like any updates and you're like, nah, still here, still pregnant. And I think I got to the point where I was almost like, what am I doing wrong like you're just so in your own mind of like you know should i be resting more or should i be more active or should i be sending more positive vibes down into my uterus or what, what 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 is it that i'm doing wrong and you start to question yourself and then i take a step back and i'm like you're not even at your due date yet like calm down she's not late you're not late there's nothing you're doing wrong you're not even at your due date yet but when you've got i think especially when you've had multiple before and you need to rely on people to look after your other children when you go into labor or you know like we're planning on having like a three or four day hospital stay because that's what our hospital offers and you kind of like feel like you're making all these people wait around and put their life on hold and I don't know. There's just so much time to think. And I think that the thinking is not productive. So anyway, yesterday when I was 39 and six weeks, I went and saw my obstetrician and I was like, well, there's been so much activity in the past week. Like there's been three or four or five days in the past week that I've thought I'm going into labor. Like you know, I reckon her head's right down. I'm probably a few centimeters dilated. And he checked me to do, to attempt to do another stretch and sweep. And he was like, Oh, Sophie, you're going to hate me. It's the same as last week. Like I can't get up there. I can't do a stretch and sweep. You're still only like one centimeter. The cervix hasn't like really done much, which was just so deflating because I was, kind of like, what has all of this activity been for? It was just really, yeah, really, really deflating. I mean, I I think a lot of people who have been through labor and they've had an internal exam and, you know, you think you're six centimeters and they tell you you're two centimeters. It's that same feeling where you're just like, oh, you're kidding. I thought that things were different and you get in your head and you're like, what am I not doing? And things just feel like a waste, even though, it doesn't actually mean that much. Like, especially, I guess, as a third time pregnant woman, like I still could technically have my waters break at any time or go into labor at any time. But you just put so much emphasis on these these numbers and the value of these numbers and what these numbers mean. Anyway, so after he checked me, he was kind of like, okay, like you're 40 weeks tomorrow. Like, do you have any plans of what you want to do from here? And he's been so responsible respectful in me kind of choosing how long I want to be pregnant for. And so Nick and I kind of had a discussion and I was like, I think that realistically I've probably got another week in me. So we've booked an induction for around 41-ish weeks. You know, there's still every chance that I go into labor before then And yeah, I feel like it's taken me a day, but I've become really resolute and confident in this decision because I'm like me personally. I know everyone has their own opinions and what they feel comfortable with, but I'm like, I think by 41 weeks I am going to be done. I feel like that's given my body a real chance to kind of do this spontaneously and on its own and it still gives me another week to see if things do happen on their own. And yes, yeah, so today I've kind of been like, I need to stop overanalyzing every symptom, every twitch, every tightening, every, you know, like every time I have a tightening, I can't look at the clock and then go, oh, I need to track that for when the next one is you know, not going to the toilet and expecting to see mucus plug every time I go to the toilet. Every time I do a poo, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, that's my body clearing out my bowels for labor. I think I just need to, as much as it's easier said than done, just like calm down a bit and just trust the process and whatever will be, will be. And, um, you know, I'm really proud of myself after a pretty rough pregnancy for, even making it to 40 weeks. So yeah, I guess I'll either update you if I go into labor before then, or we'll just wait and see. But thanks for listening along. All right, update. We are off to hospital. We are having a baby. Speak to you all soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the
1: Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't,
0: good on you. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.